I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast, Justin Cuthbert riding solo after we missed you with a Sunday episode, however... Myself, Sam, Omar, and Julian, we caught up on Zone Time on Wednesday, and that episode is now on the podcast feed. So if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to that, track back for your fix of Julian and the entire Zone Time crew. But for now, let's dive into some topics, beginning with the uh, latest chapter here in what's been an inward-looking start to the NHL season. We have Bob Murray stepping down as the executive vice president and general manager of the Anaheim Ducks on Thursday after a complaint was made on the hotline set up by the NHL in the fallout from the Chicago Blackhawks scandal. Now, this is no time, of course, for the NHL to puff out its chest. Yes, the systems put in place helped remove someone from power who was abusing said power. But you know what really inspired the change? Well, those are the people that spoke out and have inspired others to do the same. So someone reported on that hotline that inappropriate workplace conduct was cap- was um, happening inside the Anaheim Ducks organization. Bob Murray, of course, being uh, who the complaint was directed at. And swift action was taken and Murray was removed from his seat. With Murray, I guess the one thing that's sort of troubling is the lack of surprise, right? I'm not one that thinks like this entire ecosystem is rotten, but I do think there's probably a measure of invincibility from, or that some feel perceived invincibility that some feel inside the system, right? Because they've been around so long and they've had these positions of power for so long and they feel like what they have done is what they continue, can continue to do. And maybe those things become more and more extreme as they you know, advance into their careers and I guess achieve more power. I think Bob Murray just felt protected because he was Bob Murray. He was running a successful organization for so long, championships, all that. But everything in life has an expiration date. And if he was abusive to others and abusing alcohol and setting the tone for a toxic workplace, a toxic workplace culture, then yes, clearly an expiration date had been met. It is so rare for things to last a long, long time in sports. You know, the messaging often gets stale. The ideas get complacent. Viewpoints become limited. The toll and pressure that that job has or these jobs have is significant. And perhaps 
with Murray and considering these things, right and wrong gradually became blurred or what was okay or common once became not okay as we get along here. Expiration date is sort of an interesting topic in the NHL these days because honestly, after 29 seasons in charge, you have to wonder if the same things that apply to Murray apply to Gary Bettman. Now, of course, I'm not accusing Bettman of anything, but maybe the job has changed so much in 29 years or the world has changed so much in 29 years that we have to have someone in place that knows where the world is going rather than what has worked or not worked for the last 29 years. Okay, on to better stories. Let's start with the Detroit Red Wings, who are starting to show under Steve Eiserman what we assume the general manager has sort of envisioned all along in his patient approach to team building and sort of the time that only he could really be given. Um, this team has been horrible the last five seasons. To my surprise, the worst in the NHL and even worse than Buffalo based on points percentage over the last five seasons combined. Now, there is a benefit, of course, to being bad, even when the lottery balls don't fall your way. And the Red Wings are starting to turn things around with the top picks that they spent over the last five years being at the forefront of that. Interestingly, it's been two of the more recent top picks that are really driving things right now. Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider might be the two top rookies in the NHL this season, the way things are going. Both number one picks, number four and number six, respectively. That's Raymond and Sider. I believe Sider, sorry, was the fourth overall. No, Raymond was the fourth and sixth was Sider. I did have it right initially. These two are just playing massive, massive roles. The key cogs to what is a mild turnaround, but serious improvement based on last season, at least with what we've seen so far. Raymond is on a rejuvenated top line that's finally driving decent results with Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin. Like it's finally a top line that can actually play against other teams' top lines. And Siderman, impactful both from an offensive standpoint and physically. He's only two points behind Adam Fox for the league lead in points for defensemen. That screams Calder Trophy, doesn't it? Seven wins from 14 games to start the year after a big win over the Edmonton Oilers on Tuesday night. Detroit Red Wings coming along oh so slowly. Another positive development. It appears that Evgeny Kuznetsov is back. So it was widely acknowledged, acknowledged in the offseason that he was available. His $7.8 million salary is being shopped in the offseason uh, by the Washington Capitals. And now, in retrospect... It looks like all 32 teams were silly, including the Washington Capitals, for wanting to potentially get rid of him. Only four players in the league right now, Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Kyle Connor, have more points than Kuznetsov through the first, what, four weeks of the season we're at now? He has been maybe one of the major reasons why Alex Ovechkin is off to the incredible start to the season that he has had with 11 goals in 12 games. He's playing. Kuznetsov is on the top line with the NHL's leading goal scorer. And I think a lot of the success that both of them are having are have to do with one another. Kuznetsov doesn't have the goals that Ovechkin has, but he's halfway to both his goal and assist totals from last season, just 12 games into the season. 
He's given five extra minutes on average per night compared to last season at over 21 and a half per outing. That is the highest total of his career. Yeah, that helps him put up the points that he has, but you earn ice time in the NHL, even if you're paid $7.8 million. He slipped last season. Clearly, he's playing a lot better, uh, and it's helping the Washington Capitals when it could have helped perhaps any other team in the league this offseason. Colorado Avalanche have been off to a less positive start when compared to Detroit and Evgeny Kuznetsov in particular in Washington. Colorado has just four wins from 10 games after starting the season as the clear and number one front runner for the Stanley Cup and the President's Trophy. We're talking about 110 plus point projection. We're talking plus 450 to 550 odds to win the championship in most Vegas sports books. And right now they are on pace for 74 points. No uh, awards at the end of the season for postseason success or or uh, regular season success rather and a postseason miss. Now a rash of injuries is a major major part of this. Arguably the top five players on the team: Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, Kale McCarr, Sam Girard. They've all missed a little bit of time, and then maybe number six or even higher on that list in terms of importance in Colorado, Devontae's. He's been limited to just one game so far, and now the latest is that Nathan McKinnon is going to miss three weeks with a lower body body injury. So this has not been very good at all. But when you really break down the numbers, the situation doesn't seem that dire. They are allowing a little bit more in the way of shots, yes, but the conditions that <clears throat> helped Philip Grubauer be a Vesna nominee last season, they've kind of been mostly preserved. Like the high danger, scoring chances, scoring chances, quality looks, that hasn't increased like shots have. So it really just comes down to a goaltender making the saves that he's supposed to. And it might just, this turnaround, require Darcy Kemper to be just a little bit better. He has stopped 67 of the last 71 shots in the last two games. And that's a lot of shots in two games. Um, but hopefully that's a sign that things are turning a little bit for Darcy Kemper. And he's going to have to be good if there's going to be no slip or if Colorado can get back into the postseason race, which is crazy to say, while Nathan McKinnon is on the shelf. Another anomaly that, well, surely it's got to be anomaly, an anomaly. Colorado is the third worst power play in the league right now behind Seattle and Arizona. Yikes. Okay, last block. It's the power five. It's the best five teams in the NHL right now, as judged by me. Uh, I got to give an honorable, honorable mention, rather, to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Three wins in a row, seventh best record by points percentage the entire NHL. It's been a real strong start for them. Still a long ways to go. Perhaps the playoffs is not in their future here, but one of the teams that is defying expectations more so than most. They do not make the top five, though, because number five begins with the Minnesota Wild, who are Columbus Blue Jackets hot right now. They're 9-3 and three on the season after rallying off four straight wins and they're doing it importantly with the fourth worst five on five save percentage in the entire nhl and an unspectacular shooting percentage if there is a positive regression candidate it is the minnesota wild and they have already won 75 percent of their games to start the season and we're through what the seventh of the season it's a good start for the minnesota wild who some believed might be taking a step back 
I might be included in that, but perhaps winning the Central Division is a possibility for this team. Number four, Florida Panthers. Bit of a fall here. I think they were number one last week or maybe number two. But they have two straight losses, and they allowed 11 goals in those two games. So they're a bit of a skid here. But they have only one regulation in game win in their last six games. So their sort of struggles, despite having such a great record, they've sort of been evident, or at least they've failed to separate themselves in the way they have, at least in the Atlantic Division so far, over the last six games. Bit of a PDO hit, it seems, from them. They were riding really high on that before. But it should be noted that that one win that they have in regulation over the last six games came over the Carolina Hurricanes, who, of course, are the number one team in the NHL by record right now. So maybe Florida sort of had that one circled and the other, you know, their focus may be waned. But still, Florida, a very, very good team, very, very good record. I expect them to stay in this top five and with, you know, possibility of bouncing back this week. Number three, the Edmonton Oilers. So the Stuart, Stuart Skinner start did not go terribly well against the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday. But whatever else is happening around the Oilers, like McDavid and Drysdale just continue to be absolute individual wrecking balls, even in losses. What I love most about the Oilers this year is that they, those two in particular know how good they are, and it seems like they're finally confident in their teammates as well, which is the opportunity, it seems, for them to take this team to the next level. And, of course, they've been a mainstay here in the Power Five so far. Number two, a debuting team here, the St. Louis Blues. Uh, they've been really good since the start of the season, but it is their first appearance. They've got the second best combined special teams. The Oilers have the best solely on their ridiculous power play that's almost at 50% right now. But great special teams combined, great penalty kill really driving that. 15 different goal scorers in 11 games seems particularly good because they don't have anyone who's really standing out. But Jordan Bennington, if there was someone who is sort of separating themselves in terms of like league best stuff, Bennington's getting up there. He's driving fantastic goaltending results as a workhorse. Pretty sure he wants to be on the Olympic team here. And uh, Doug Armstrong has a up-close and personal view of one of the better goaltenders in Canada and certainly one of the highest-performing goaltenders in Canada right now. He's got some momentum. It should should, uh, do well for him as Canadian goaltending around the league seems to be sputtering at the moment. And number one, I'm sure you guessed it, the Carolina Hurricanes. They did lose that game, the battle of undefeated teams, earlier in the week against the Florida Panthers. But other than that, they have been just incredible this year. They've allowed only 21 goals in 12 games. That's less than two per outing. Six other teams in the NHL have conceded more than double. It has just been an unbelievable start defensively for this team. And they just turned over sections of that blue line, got rid of their number one defenseman, Dougie Hamilton, and brought guys in to fill that role by committee. And they got rid of both their goaltenders too, bringing in Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. Freddie Anderson's been spectacular for this team so far. It seems to be more about culture than individuals there. Like people, you bring in good pieces, they fit into the system, and they just become part of what is 
one of the best machines in hockey right now. Carolina making things happen, the best record in hockey, and the number one team on this week's edition of the Power Five. We will leave it there. The Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast returns with Julian McKenzie on Sunday. We promise the guy had a bit of a busy week. He was traveling, and we forgive him. Until next time, the Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.